This is episode number 104 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes. And thank you for joining us. This is the first episode of 2019. Happy New Year. Yes. Hope your holiday Happy season was amazing. I hope you spent it with family and friends. If not, taking that time to reflect and how you want to go into the new year right. We are like in the third week of 2019. So hopefully your new year um, is going well. And if not, maybe this episode is for you because it's all about how to make 2019 your best year ever. I could say for us, the holiday season was great. Uh, We got a chance to do a, a little road trip down to Florida. So it's always good for those family vacations. So Aura had an amazing time and she just celebrated her ninth birthday. So we did a a unicorn themed sleepover party with five of her other girlfriends. So that was a lot of fun. And I can finally breathe and decompress (laughs) because it's a lot sometimes. Um, but she had an amazing time and, you know, um, we're so proud of her and she, I can't believe she's nine because I can remember when I just had her. Right. (laughs) So, um, now we're in 2019 and, uh, looking forward to an, another amazing year, looking forward to serving you and providing you with a ton of value and information to help you to feel and look your best naturally. And, uh, we truly, truly appreciate you tuning in, listening to us and supporting us. And, um, yeah, so let's dive into this week's episode. Cool. So I always uh, want to start our episodes going forward with testimonials from clients that have worked with us in the past. And this week's testimonial comes from Azizat. She gave us five stars and she put excellent and knowledgeable. So thank you, Azizat, for those kind words. And we wish you much health success. Yes. So now let's segue into this week's organic food for thought. And this week's organic food for thought is on agave nectar. And we have a very, you know, interesting relationship with agave nectar. You know, seven years ago, we were advocates. You know, we used it as our sweetener of choice. Um, But over time, we started to you know, realize that it really wasn't as healthy as it seems. So we're going to dive into why we're not a proponent of, you know, suggesting agave nectar as a sweetener of choice and how it affected us negatively and why we changed. Well, yeah, let me just say that um, I guess this is long overdue uh, because uh, 10 years ago, we uh, made a lot of recommendations uh, for agave nectar mm-hmm. um, so you know we're responsible for a lot of people consuming it um, and you know it's it's a constant journey of, of growth you know and and we're growing and when things come to our attention that uh, aren't the greatest we'll we'll bring it to your attention so there are some things that uh, at the time led us to believe that uh, it was uh, a healthy choice. And um, like Kim said, about seven years ago, uh, reports started to come out and uh, just started to make us feel differently about it. And, you know, we we stopped carrying it because we used to sell agave. Right. You know, we stopped carrying agave 
Um, That's all we used. Yeah, yeah, that was all we used. But we stopped selling it. Um, and we were selling like a really uh, natural brand. The, the brand that we were working with was, um, they didn't use any dyes. It was raw. Right. It was clear. You never see agave totally clear. You know, so it was high quality agave. But even even still, uh, there was some, some shortcomings with it that um, just we began to see and didn't like. So we stopped carrying it. We stopped promoting it. We stopped selling it. And we did, um, you know, tell tell our you know clients that came in. But um, I, I think it is good to kind of put it out there uh, personally because agave has become uh, so huge right. now. You know, you can buy it at a regular grocery store. There was a time where, you know, it was select health food stores. Well, yes, health food stores yeah. or you had to order it online. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, readily available. And that's why we were selling a lot of it. Right. We yeah, were we were selling a lot. Connected yeah. with a distributor. Right. Yeah. So, um we we have to officially put the the memo out because now they're using agave to, to sweeten uh, products on the market, right? Um, and a lot of people use agave. They use agave and they're using it with you know in their minds and hearts. They feel like it's it's better, right? Um, but it's really not. It's yeah. not better. Uh, so we want to get into that today. We want to talk about. Um, I guess why agave is is uh, is bad. Let me just say this though: the thing that really got our attention originally about agave was the fact that it was low glycemic and it didn't raise your blood sugar levels exactly. the same way that yeah white sugar did. So that's what got our attention, right? Uh, so you know we're looking at uh, something natural coming from a, a cactus. And it doesn't raise your your blood sugar level, so we're you're assuming that okay, this is um, healthier, right? Right, it's healthier. So um, we're looking at at all of these things, and um, you know, to the naked eye, it looks healthy, right? right. It looks healthy, uh, but. Uh, as we come to, to really see when we started to when the report started to come out and we started to really dig into the sweetener a little bit more, we come to, to see that it was highly, highly processed. Um, it's not easy to uh, get uh, sugar out of cactus. Right. Right. Out of the tequila. It's not easy to get that out. It's highly, highly uh, processed. So um, we no longer um, recommend agave, um, and uh, to those that we did recommend agave ten years ago, um, we know better now. Right, and um, we're, we would like to suggest better, better sweeteners to to use um, mm-hmm. at this point. So uh, yeah, let's dive into uh, to why. Uh, we think agave is is bad, but also on a personal note, just for me, okay. Um, when after we had Sora and I was nursing, there were some other things that were coming into play that was affecting my health, and my body wasn't remineralizing. Yeah, because I certainly don't eat you know a horrible diet, but if you're no matter how healthy you eat if your body is not able to absorb the nutrients you're not going to get the benefit right. so the biggest thing for me was after I had Saora and I was breastfeeding 
you know, your body needs more nutrients because the baby is taking nutrients as well. So if I'm eating these healthy foods, but my body is not absorbing the nutrients and then I'm nursing Saora, then she's pulling from my reserves, my bones and things like that. And I started to experience like cavities, Mm -hmm. you know, out of nowhere, my teeth got very sensitive. Um, This is in hindsight. I have, I had some inflammation and it was hard for me to recover from having Saora because I was eating certain things that were allowing my body to remineralize. And yeah. one of the things was agave nectar. We was putting it in our smoothies. We was putting it, um, you know, in our, like, if we made, like, a rice cereal. Or desserts. Oh, desserts. Like yeah, we were just using So it. Yeah. I was never giving my body a chance to recover, especially after a pregnancy. You have to re-nourish and, you know, like put nutrients back into your body. So I'm doing that. But at the same time, I'm blocking the nutrients because I was consuming agave. So that was back then the, uh, what started us on this path of like really kind of looking at things that were labeled healthy. Like, is this meant for me? Cause every yeah. health food isn't for everyone. Right. Yeah. So that was a big eye opener. And that's why we are just here to speak the truth. Like yeah. no one is perfect. And, but you do have to listen to your body and you have to, like, if you don't feel well consuming something, you have to question it. Yeah. It, it definitely has an effect on how your teeth, we mineralize uh, in the natural uh, health community, especially in the, the vegan community. It's not spoken about, but a lot of people are experiencing um, teeth problems. Right. Mm. And, you know, you eat this healthy diet and you would expect your teeth to be strong. But um, a, a lot of people in the natural health community consume a lot of agave. And if your teeth can't remineralize properly, they're going to become weaker. That's just what happens. Um, and, that, and that's a big reason why. So uh, we definitely uh, need to, to get away from agave. Not, not to mention that um, when we were into to agave, because, you know... I mean, this is 10 years ago that we were making recommendations and selling it. However, you know, I mean, we've been consuming agave, I would say, probably since like, you know, 2002. You know, it's been a long time that we've been consuming agave. And back then it was really like one company that 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 was that was carrying it. Right. Uh, And uh, at least they. Uh, it was a, a smaller company. Uh, may, yes, maybe it's more processed, but at least they were trying to, to right. make a they, better their quality product. Wasn't yeah. to hurt people. Like it was a product that they offered. Yeah, right? and and uh, when when uh, the mainstream industry, we always say this: when the mainstream industry gets their hands yes. on something, it just becomes even more toxic. It becomes worse. So now you have all of these other companies. I think. I think Dole has agave uh, nectar now, right? Mm-hmm. So some of these major, um, well, no, Domino. I think they have an uh, agave. Oh, they make no. they make the sugars. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like once you once they corporate gets their hands on yeah. it, it, it becomes it's even worse. Down. Yeah, it becomes even worse. So now the product, you know, it may it it may not have been the greatest, but at least back then. Uh, they were trying and it wasn't as uh, processed, right. you know, but now, I mean, yeah, I, don't know, I wouldn't even. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get into to a couple, okay. a couple of these. 
So one of the reasons why agave nectar um, is bad is it's very high in calories and there's 60 calories per tablespoon. Yeah, for those who are trying to uh, watch their calories and how much they consume, that's a lot of calories to get in one one scoop of something. Right. Um, and based on the study done at the Department of Food and Byproduct Sciences, agave nectar is 85% fructose. High fructose corn syrup is the most dangerous sweetener that everyone in the health community is trying to avoid. High fructose corn syrup only contains 55% fructose. Right. So uh, basically what the report is saying is that Agave nectar has more high fructose corn syrup than high fructose corn syrup. That's wow. ba- that's basically what um what what it's saying. Uh, Sixteen grams of uh, carbs in one um, tablespoon. So right. for those who are trying to uh, follow things like a paleo uh, diet or a keto diet or uh, even just a lower carb, uh, plant based diet, or just lower carbs in general. It's going to be um, difficult to do. Yeah, that. yeah. When you're using those types of sweeteners, it's going to be very challenging uh, to do that. So, um, yeah, it's full of uh, fructose. And fructose can only be processed in the liver, which means that too much agave can cause liver stress. And this increases risk of liver health challenges in the long term. Correct. Yes. And also, agave really has no nutritional benefits. Right. Um, and your better equivalent would be um, raw honey, honey, an alternative that I, you know we suggest. Yeah. One of the things that, um, as far as like our growth is concerned, over the past uh, decade is. Uh, we think it's important to consume whole foods as well as uh, making sure that the things that you're consuming are wholesome and they have um, actual nutrition in it. Any opportunity you have uh, for something to be multifunctional, to be able to get nutrition out of it and consume it, that's the best way to go. So agave has no nutritional value. Um, when they when they study agave just in general, the plant itself, it is very high and uh, carbohydrate, I'm sorry, very high in antioxidants. However, once you uh, process it, those things are gone. So the cool thing about raw honey is that it's full of nutrition. You got uh, raw honey, not regular honey, raw honey. Not raw the honey. The bear. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it needs to say raw honey on it. Um, that's going to be full of enzymes. It's going to be full of uh, bee pollen, which is full of nutrition. And just so many things that uh, can, you know, boost your health uh, overall Uh, with with all sweeteners. You know, um, it doesn't matter if it's healthy or unhealthy. Too too many sweeteners is going to throw your body ecology off. It just will. It doesn't matter if it's raw honey. It doesn't matter if it's grapes. Right. Too much uh, sugar in your diet is going to throw your health off. Uh, but we definitely would recommend the raw honey um, moderately. Definitely. Yes. So now let's segue into this week's episode. And this week's episode is all on how to make this your best year ever. So when it comes to New Year's, the one thing that most people do is set New Year's resolutions. And for some reason... It's become taboo almost to set a New Year's resolution. When you see like uh, marketing things on the internet commercials, that's a big marketing selling point of like 
don't set those new uh, New Year's resolutions because 80 percent um, of them are not going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So now people are like afraid or they don't even want to set one because they feel like I'm not going to accomplish it anyway. And they, they look at it negatively. Uh, I, I look at like if you look on social media, a lot of the um, the feeds, you know, like on Facebook and things like that, people are saying I hear people saying, oh, I don't want to hear about uh, anyone uh, talking about their New Year resolutions. Or yeah. I saw something like if one more person puts New Year, New You up there, you know, kind of like throwing like, why are you saying that? Right. <laughs> yeah. And oh, my God. People will say, well, you know, this is what we hear in, in December. Why wait to, you know, make your new year resolution in the new year, just make the changes now. You know? Right. And I will say, cause in the last episode I touched on, um, how to survive the holiday season. And I was saying that, you know, you don't have to wait until January to start. Right. But let's say you do need to. It's OK. Yeah. It's Having okay. a plan is better than no plan at all. Yeah. But right? the thing is, it's like it's like shaming. You right. know, you don't have you shouldn't be made to feel bad because you want to start the new year off and set a certain tone for that. There's nothing wrong with setting the tone for anything right. uh, that we do, uh, especially when you look at health from a um, a natural uh, perspective. Right. Uh, we, we deal with cycles, right? We deal with all different types of cycles. You have, you know, minutes, hours, weeks, months. You got moon cycles, seasons. seasons. There's so many different cycles, right? And uh, so many people take the, uh, those opportunities to start something new. Right. You know, how many times people say, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym on Monday, right. you know, or I'm going to start uh, reading uh, more this summer right. or whatever the case may be. Like we always uh, have a tendency to plan around cycles. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's you what we do. You need a start date if, right. you know, you need to start somewhere. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But because it's a, the new year cycle, people look at it negatively. Right. We never look at the the other cycles negatively. But for for whatever reason, the new year cycle is looked at negatively. Right. Yeah. So when we make uh, plans for uh, the new year, uh, people shun it. Right. 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 But you can make a plan in any time you want. Right. right? If you decide that you want to make it at the beginning of the year, then. Good, good for you. Right, good right? For you. We have these these ways of of measuring, and I think that the New Year cycle is a good way to uh, to to measure. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, I use my birthday as my kind of measuring cycle. You know, when my birthday comes to me, that's like my New Year. So I reflect on my past year. Uh, since I turned a specific age and then I set my goals of what I would like to accomplish uh, for the new year. And then, um, if, but that's more personal. Those are like my very personal goals as far as development and, and being better. And then for the, for the new year cycle, it's other things, you right. know, it could be business, you know, and, and things like that. So um, nothing wrong with, uh, with creating, um, cycles. Right. And I think um, maybe because we have someone that's uh, we have a daughter that's nine and, mm-hmm. you know, she's 
well, we homeschool Saora, but she's not in the traditional school system. But one of my kind of knocks with traditional education is it's not set up to learn from your failures. Yeah. You know, like you're you're afraid to make a mistake. And one of the things that I tell Saora, it's okay to make a mistake. Truly, as an entrepreneur, you make tons of mistakes, you know, and some of the biggest mistakes have been the biggest lessons. And so, you know, we have to get our mind out of being afraid to fail, being afraid to make mistakes. But if you if you quit, that's the problem. Absolutely. So if you if you set a goal and then you fall short, don't be ashamed and say just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes you have to kind of assess it to say, was I realistic with my goal? Or like in terms of my time, did I know enough? Did I need assistance? Did I need support? You have to kind of reflect on the failure. And then when you try again, implement the lessons. So we have to get away from the the stigmatism and the, the embarrassment of falling short and failing because most successful people, they fail forward. No one who is successful in anything has gotten there without stumbling, having to course correct, you know, so you have to get comfortable with failing. Yeah. It's, it's like health, any success in your life. You're going to stumble. You're going to course correct. Sometimes the way that you think you should do it isn't the right way. And the only way is if you try and then you course correct. But you can't get it all perfect before you start. Right. And and just kind of, you know, speaking on that a bit, uh, that is the main reason why uh, people look at New Year's as bad, because right. they say that everyone makes these resolutions and they never fulfill them. Right. They always fail. So it's looked at negatively. So you raise very good points. And I, I would like to add to that. Um, people make set goals and make resolutions every day that right. they fail. People say, I'm going to do something on Monday and by Wednesday, they're not doing it anymore. Right. People say, I'm going to start something next month. And by that next month, they're not doing it anymore. Exactly. You know, I'm going to start something today and tomorrow they stop. Right. We uh, have a tendency to make plans that for whatever reason we don't follow through on. Right. And no one ever says, hey, well, you know, from now on, you better stop making these Monday goals and stop right. making these Monday resolutions because you never follow them. You know, you never meet meet your goals. It sounds it sounds ridiculous. Right. Um, no one ever says anything like that when we say, oh, in the summertime, I'm going to start, uh, you know, learning to swim or whatever the case may be. It's only New, New Year's, Year's that we that for whatever reason we we judge failure um, stronger and harder. Probably because it's such a big marketing time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know people going into the new year, it's a major cycle change. And of course, like, why would you not, after you reflect in, in December, okay, going into the new calendar year, what do I want to improve on if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled in your career, in your health? That's the time that you plan it and you set your intention. So, yeah, you know, exactly. And, and the truth is, is that most people that set goals for the new year and they 
miss the mark, they don't follow through, they don't accomplish them, are the same ones that set the goals on Monday, set the goals right. on the new the new seasons, the new month, and they don't follow through. You know, if you're not good at executing, you're not good at executing. Right. Uh, so lot, that's the focal point. That's the focal point. The yeah. execution, not don't set the goal at all. That's right. throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Okay. I tried to execute it this way, but I'm not being realistic. Right. You know, and I think sometimes, especially in the health industry with gyms, people want to go to the gym and like run three miles a day and want to lose 20 pounds in a week. The body doesn't operate that way. Right. So you have to understand and learn the science of your body on your own or with assistance and setting a realistic goal. Yeah. You know, those same speaking of the gym, the same people that make their resolution uh, for January gym and you don't see them in February, they're the same ones that as soon as the spring hits, they're back in the gym, make their new resolution. Then within a few weeks, they're, they're out again. Right. right? Uh, the people that are good at execution, it doesn't matter when they make their goal. They make it at the beginning of the year. They make it January, February, March. They make it at the beginning of the season. They follow through when they meet their goals. Because the people with the execution, it's it's the mindset and the discipline. And that has to be developed over time because you need that in every aspect of your life. So maybe in the health area, you may be falling short. But if you look at your life as a whole and the things that you are successful in, if you look at how you became successful at it, you'll see that the execution and plan was in place. So it's right. just about bringing that over into your health program. Yeah. So we want to give you some tools today on that process. Like how to follow through and accomplish and crush your goals, how to make this year the, the best year ever. Every year should be the best year ever. It should be constant growth. elevation, constant growth every single year. So uh, how do you make this this year better? We want to get into some some basic concepts to help you with that. Everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different, but the, the foundation needs to be built the same. And I think that that's what's important, you know? Right. And one thing I want to say is going back to what you said, everyone's growth is different. Everyone's journey is not going to be the same. So you have to set your intention and goals that's meant perfectly for you and right. not compare. Cause too many times we compare and say, well, this person over here did X, Y, and Z and they accomplished it in this time. And they're flying through, but maybe your journey is a little different. Yes. So you have to enjoy the journey and get the lessons from the journey and not be so hard on yourself. Right. So the first tip that we want to give on how to make this the best, your best year ever is when to select one major goal, right? Not 10, you know, not even three, you know, have that. I mean, you can have those other goals, but your one main priority goal, set that in place. And that's just going to take some reflection, really digging deep, thinking about it and getting clarity on clarity on it. Like, what's the one thing that I really want to go after this year? And when you decide on that goal, you want to break it down um, realistically and holistically. Yeah, I, I think that that's the best way to go, especially if you're having challenges or if you had uh, challenges in the past following through with your goals. A lot of times we're not realistic and we have too many things 
on our plate at the same time. So there's nothing wrong with really going after something like pick one thing, go after aggressively all out, go after that one thing and just crush it. Right. One thing I will say, and this is we sometimes laugh at it when clients come to see you. And, you know, you work with them where they're at and you set up a realistic goal, right? A holistic goal. And based on their life, because they could be, you know, mo- you know, mothers, their career, they have a lot of responsibility and not a lot of free time to like put that time for themselves. So when you look at their whole life and you say, okay, can you do these two things? And on paper, it may look so elementary, but we understand people struggle. Right. And then they're like, that's it. You know, I could do it. Mm -hmm. I could do more. And then when they come in for a check in session, which for us is like our uh, monthly or sometimes weekly where they check in with us and we make sure that they're on the path, giving them that accountability and support. When they come back and sit with you, they say, yeah, I didn't do it. Right. You know, and so you want to be realistic and sometimes take the low hanging fruit. If that's so easy, do it for a week, crush it and be like, I did it. It was nothing. I'm ready to move on. But don't bypass the mundane and the simple stuff thinking, oh, I, you know, that's it. Like, no, like just take baby steps, but follow a realistic plan. Yes. You know, Um, the next thing is um, letting you know that it's not too late. Right. It's not too late to set a plan to set a goal. Right. It's we we just started. We're still in the begin the first month of the year. So don't think, oh, I didn't set it on January 1st that I I missed it because it's never too late to set a goal. Right. And I I just find that um, because. December is so much going on in December and uh, many different cultures and spiritual systems and and uh, just overall it's so much going on uh, a lot of family time taking place uh, sometimes it takes a few weeks to really settle into the new year it takes time to recover financially uh, sometimes you just need a little rest um, because you've been running uh, so much that um, this is this is around the ideal time. I think the one of the reasons why um, people have challenges at the beginning of the year is because they're coming off of it's so busy, it's so crazy, right? You, you're a little tired, and then now on the January first, you had have these unrealistic expectations. Now I'm going full steam ahead. When uh, sometimes you just need to, you know, just kind of recoup, uh, just settle in a little bit, mm-hmm. take time to plan and then go after after your goals. So this is the perfect time to uh, really dive into your, your new year goals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Another thing is you want to create a plan of action. This is big for us. Um, you need a plan of action, which means that. You have to put effort into the preparation. So it goes back to what's the major goal? Why you want to accomplish it? Um, having your major reason why, um, you know, is this what you really want to go after? And then once you decide that, 
You have to put a plan into effect in order to accomplish the goal. You just can't focus just on the end goal. When you break down those goals into actionable steps, then you want to focus on the first actionable step and how do I accomplish that? And then you keep moving so on and so forth. Right. And that's going to be different for everyone, what that um, plan of action looks like. Sometimes the preparation is going to even take longer uh, than you think it is. Uh, But the important thing is to really have a realistic and strong plan of action. I think that that is uh, really important. Uh, My example of that is um, right now working on a um, a novel. Um, It's it's a I was saying the fantasy mythology uh, category uh, of the novel that I'm working on. I spent um, about almost two months just uh, working on my outline to to get ready to um, to write. Right. And a lot of times if you just say oh, I'm going to write a book um, and I'm going to start uh, January 1st and then January 1st comes and you start. Uh, writing at the beginning of, of the year, but you didn't plan properly, you didn't outline, um, it's easy to, to fall off because you weren't prepared. So for me, that, that planning has made this process a lot easier. Right. And I can see myself completing this goal because it's laid out for me. If I was just writing and I just had to kind of pull from the head and be organized all, all in my head just for the sake of, oh, I'm starting on, uh, January 1st, then it's a big possibility that I may have already been derailed. Right. I, I pretty much officially started um, writing at the beginning of the year. It was, it was kind of like the end of the year while we was on vacation. Mm-hmm. I, I started, but um, but I consider it like, you know, kind of 29, my 2019 uh, goal is to finish my, my novel, but it took months of planning to get ready for, for this moment. And it doesn't mean, it, it, just because it may take you, you know, till March, you've still started the process. But once you get started, you're going to really be, um, you know, deep into that. Right. Yeah. And also the next thing is, do you need any help? Right. Um, and if you do need help, what to what degree? So let's say in the past you've have your New Year's resolution and you attempted it and you fell short or you got overwhelmed. Um, a lot of times maybe some accountability and support would have helped you along the way. Right. So maybe that's something that you want to think about. Yeah, I, I think that that is, that's a huge determining factor right there. Uh, a lot of times we, we take on things that are sometimes bigger than, than ourselves only because we don't have the necessary skill set to get us where we want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're trying to, um, follow a specific nutrition plan, it's going to be a lot easier to come in and, and work with us if you're, you're new at this. Yeah, there's a lot of information um, online. There's a lot of books out there. But sometimes it's those little things, those fine-tuning things, those little adjustments that really help to pull it all together for you. And take the guesswork out. Yeah, take the guesswork out. Um, makes it easier for you. So it's nothing wrong with uh, getting help uh, that, for you to, to reach your goals. I know for me... Um, I definitely got help with this this book journey because um, I never wrote, you know, a novel before. I didn't go to school for it. 
Um, so I really have no idea on, or should, should I say had no idea on what to do. So I started taking online classes and studying uh, to learn this this process, you know, and uh, I really, I, I know that if I didn't, I wouldn't have gotten as far <laughs> as I over. did. Yeah, so, so far. <laughs> well, you started writing another one. It was more health-related. Mm-hmm. And remember that process. You started, but then you... It didn't, you know, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out. Um, I mean, those were for other reasons that uh, I'll talk about at another time. Right. But, um, but yeah, it, it's just important to know when you need help. Um, and that, and sometimes that help may it could be just someone that you know that's better at it than than you are, um, or it could be professional help. But it's important for you to dissect what type of help you need and actually get it. Right. So. So the thing, the question is, um, what support system would you need to be in place in order for you to be consistent in achieving that goal? Correct. Right. Yes. And you want to also reinforce that support system. Yes. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, you want to not maybe have one thing that's going to support you, maybe multiple. Like if it's really that serious. Um, you're going to have multiple things in place to help keep you on track because we just know how life is. Like we're not, you know, sitting at home with all this free time. You have responsibilities, you have stressors. Um, so you want to have things in place to kind of keep you on task. Yeah, right? I, th- I think you have to ask yourself the question, um, what needs to happen consistently in order for you to reach your goals? So let's say, for example, um, your goal for um 2019 is to start meditation and to to meditate um, every day. You need to look at your schedule and and realistically see what time can you uh, meditate consistently every day in order for it to happen. Right. And after you analyze your schedule, uh, like let's say you could be trying to meditate in the evening time and, you know, the the, the children are up. Uh, you got to uh, make dinner and, and you got to handle your responsibilities after work. Right. Um, by the time everyone gets to bed, uh, every time you try to to meditate, you're, you're dead tired. So you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Right. That's we, we hear that a lot with um, our, our clients. Um, well, First of all, you shouldn't try to meditate laying down in, in the bed, but um, unless you are trying to go to sleep, <laughs> right? But people fall asleep, so maybe the best time for you to meditate is is in the morning, right? At five in the morning, before anyone gets up, before any responsibilities are are there, right? So maybe you, when you're looking at what you consistently need to do in order for your goals to happen. Part of that um, could be, well, I need to get up at 4.30 right. every morning in order to meditate. But now, right, in order to get up at 4.30 every morning, I got to get to bed by 9.30, right? right? So you're going to bed at 12.01, trying to get up at 4.30 to meditate. It doesn't work, right? So we got to look at all of the connected things. It's not just like, oh, I tried to meditate and it didn't work. No, you got to create that environment for the meditation to be able to work. All right, I get to bed on time. Now I can get up on time. Now I can meditate consistently in the morning before things get in place, right? Now I I can, you know, listen to my uh, Deepak uh, Chopra Chopra, um, Chopra. uh, Chopra, uh, CD, Mm -hmm. right? So I can learn 
from him on how to do this properly. Right. So you, you have to begin to build that environment so that you could be successful. Well, that's why it's important to take a holistic approach, whether it's health or your life, um, because when you take a holistic approach towards something, um, you first have to look at what's the blockage. So in that example, the blockage was you're not re- being realistic with your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, you want to meditate. But if your life, the way it's designed, is you only going to take what's left over to meditate and you, you just keep falling asleep, mm-hmm. then, OK, well, maybe I need to do it in the morning. If it's really that important to you, if this is your one goal that you're going to go all out after because you know you need this, then you're going to go to bed earlier. You're just going to go to bed earlier to get up earlier. And I guarantee you, if you start your day with meditation, everything else is going to flow better to the point where you need to do it. Right. Um, so that is taking a holistic approach, approach, um, finding out the blockage and then addressing that blockage. And then everything else should fall into place. But then and then lastly, just going back to what you were saying about reinforcements. So just going with the meditation um, example, uh, now you want to reinforce. So to have an accountability partner, someone who uh, also wants to meditate, you two can uh, meditate together. Right. That's going to help to uh, to reinforce uh, this process. Um, there, there could be a local meditation class that, that you can consume to get, um, that you can attend so that you can, um, learn, uh, certain, uh, techniques to enhance. So every opportunity you have to reinforce, you want to try to reinforce to, uh, make sure that, uh, you achieve success. I think that's what's really important. I know for me, with the writing, I joined a, uh, a writer's, uh, group. Uh, so we meet monthly um, and then I also have a writing accountability partner and we, we speak weekly. So just putting all of these things in place. So I got people checking on me. Hey, right. how's the how's the novel uh, coming along? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what's 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 your word count? Um, and then when, you know. Uh, I meet with the, the writers group, you know, they want you to, you know, submit some things for them to read. So it's just this constant reinforcement to make sure that I that I reach my goals like this right. is new for me. If it, if it was just a matter of, OK, you know, like uh, don't uh, eat a certain thing uh, for the year like that's that's easier, you know, or or, you know, go to the gym. That's easier. But something that's totally new and foreign for me, I want to make sure I have as many things uh, lined up to keep me on track as possible. Right. And I think that that's really important to realistically meeting your goals overall. Right. Having that support and accountability in place. So in the case for you with the writing, maybe you had a, a long day and you really don't want to write, mm-hmm. but you'll push because you know you have people waiting for you to submit things. You know you have your writing partner, um, you have the right su- the writing support group, and you have all these things in place to, in the back of your mind, kind of nudge you a little more. Yeah. So in the case of our clients, when they have to come in for their check in sessions, they don't want to come in and say, "I felt," you know, even right. if they did, it's okay. We're here to support you, but you'll push a little more so you can come back with a good report. Like I did eighty percent of the things. And I'm getting better like that. You feel better about that as opposed to just kind of giving up and just not doing anything. Right. Right. Like right now we have a um, a fast uh, going on with a couple of our clients. Um, so it's a, a, a fastest group. They're all doing like a, a juice fast together. 
So for 21 days, they're uh, consuming juice, uh, bone broth, um, teas, water, um, you know, things of, of that nature. And uh, they're about halfway through. You know, they're about halfway through. And uh, uh, one of the women, she said that, um, you know, she she thought about eating, you know, because she was at an event and she was just talking about everything just smelled so good and looked delicious. Even things <laughs> that she knew that she wasn't supposed to have and things that she didn't like and, and would never eat those on a regular basis, even though smelled and looked delicious. But she said that the the idea of abandoning uh, her group, they worked so hard together. You know, she said she couldn't fathom the idea of coming back and reporting uh, to people that were depending on her and say, oh, I I ate, you know, I was the, the weak link. So just because she had the support and people depending on and her accountability, yeah, the accountability, she didn't do it. But she said that she thought about it, that she wanted to. But because of the strength that she was getting from them, she didn't do it. That's a big deal. That's you know, a, that's a major. Yeah, that's a major. So you have to have your things in, in place, right? You get all of these things in place and you can't fail. This group is going to make it 21 days. I know that they that they will because we put things in place uh, for success. Right. Definitely. So those are our pointers on our tips, I should say, on how to make this your best year ever. Um, so hopefully you implement uh, some of these tips. And if you have and they've helped you, uh, please leave a comment on our blog or on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, you know, let us know if this is, if it helped you, if you had some victories and how you are doing with your New Year's resolutions, because we would love to hear. And if you need some help in terms of your health plan of action of if you have a certain health goal that you would like to accomplish and you need some guidance, uh, some support, some accountability and a plan of action, then maybe think about having a consultation or virtual consultation if you're not in the tri-state area. We would love to help you to reach your health goals. And you can learn more about that at our website, lifestrengthandhealth.com. If you're a member of our um, private health community, um, depending on your membership level, you will get a discount on that consultation. Um, but if you're really serious about reaching your health goal and you want that help, we, we're here for you. Um, just schedule that appointment and we would love to work with you. Yes. So thank you for listening. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. And until next time, live healthier. Yes. Stay healthy, everyone. Peace and blessings.